<laughs> you okay? Oh, uh, sorry about that. I must have dozed off for a second. What were you saying? It's fine. Don't worry about it. What, uh, what's going on? Going on? You almost fell asleep. Right now? Are you feeling alright? Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, I've been... I've been staying up pretty late lately. Losing a lot of sleep. Any particular reason? Oh, absolutely. I've been working on this secret project and, uh, I'm really excited about it. Well, uh, you're gonna let your good friend Z in on the old secret? I... I I can't. I promise that I wouldn't. Alright, alright. I promise I'll tell you about it as soon as I can. I swear. Nice. Well, I'm excited to hear more about it. Speaking of secrets, do you know what's going on at the office? (laughs) At the office? No, 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 no. I mean, uh... I mean... What do you mean, Z? You remember how I was telling you about those missing parts at the office? Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I think you'd mentioned something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like it's been so much worse since then. Having to constantly sign items out and in, mandating we all enter and leave through the same entrance, no out-of-hours office access. I even heard a rumor about them installing a metal detector and security at the entrance? They wouldn't put in a metal detector. That's ridiculous. It's what I heard, and I work late, so I'm not a fan. Security, though, that's that's pretty serious if they go through with it. Yeah, right? Wait, what does, what does any of that have to do with secrets? Well, they've got to know who it is, right? I mean, we deal in AV equipment, and there are tons of cameras around the office. There's no way stuff's getting stolen by some random person. It's gotta be an inside job. AG, is uh, everything okay? No, no, no. Okay? Do you want to talk about it? It's just... Okay, do you ever get the feeling like you're stuck? Like your life just isn't going where you want it to go no matter how hard you try? No. Yes. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> no, I, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, sometimes it feels like... Uh, feels like your life is stuck in second year. Oh, God. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year... Damn it! Come on, guys. Sorry, sorry. It uh, oh, it was too perfect. You do know that we'll be there for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Could we maybe be serious for like just one moment? Yes, for sure. I've felt like that too, and I don't know what to tell you. The only thing I know, based on what I've read, is to try to find happiness with where you're at, and to just accept that. But it's a lot easier said than done. Right? 
Like, the advice can be, you know, just, just accept it. But me, I'm much more likely to get angry and try to fight to find a way to fix whatever the problem is. And probably crash and burn in the process. I don't find it that hard. Z. I'm just saying. It just feels like there's got to be more to life than this. You know? Working to barely break even. I want to get ahead. I want to thrive. It always feels like I'm behind. Even when it feels, well, even when it feels like we're behind, it can be important to try to put things in perspective. (sighs) What perspective? Like, even though something got you upset before you got here, you've still got us. And we got you a coffee. It's not a big thing, but it's something that shows that it's not all bad. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, and it's small moments, little details like this. Those are what make an otherwise boring and frustrating life into something remarkable. Uh, Something you've been working on for a book, Z? Well, actually, I have been working on this story told from the perspective of a hive of nanobots. And let me tell you, those those critters are all about the little details. Those little robots are some of the happiest. (laughs) (laughs) But... Seriously, G, what got you all frustrated? Oh, uh... Shit, it's work. I'll have to get back to you. Gotta run. Hold on! We're still gonna try to work on the audio drama later, right? Uh, should be, yeah. Text me the details. Sounds good. Later, G. Bye! Hello, listener, and welcome to the Zeal Archives, covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today, as we dig into the archives, well, uh, let's just say that today's topic is like the time egg. It's pure potential, but will only have an effect equal to the effort put into our research. No more, no less. Whatever that means. Uh, With me, as always, is my good friend, Nick G. Mountains are nice. Mountains are nice. Can I have that tab now? (laughs) Ask me four more times. (sighs) This is the end of season three of the Zeal Archives. 30 episodes may not seem like a lot, but oh my God, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. It's a lot. It is so much. I have a spreadsheet. It is full of data. It's too, it's too much. Please, please help. Patreon exclusive access to the spreadsheet. (laughs) That's what people want. I will not stop them. This season in particular of the Zeal Archives has shown a big increase in in the kind of quality of the work that we've done, Uh, but also it's been a lot of like really big stakes. And so as we reach the end of season three, I thought today we might talk about much smaller stakes, much smaller things. And so the question I'm going to kick us off with G is what are some of your favorite small bits of the game? I mean, I can't, I can't overlook the, the Kilwalla looking out over at the mountains just as you're as you're fighting your way through, you encounter a quote monster that's just like admiring the view. Like you don't you're not really supposed to supposed to kill this individual. Just annoy him with your questions, I guess. Whatever you're saying to him until he gives you a magic tab to go away. This this idea that there's there's this koala that just wants just wants serenity and peace and a quiet mountain view as opposed to trying to attack you. It's such a beautiful scene too. Yeah. Like you can look at it. There's like all the, the fuzzy mountains in the distance. There's like, I think a little bit of tree top at the bottom of the scene. And there's just the Kilwala. He's just like hanging out. It's like, yo, hello. You do not have the option to uh, engage in a fight, but it, rem- it reminds me a little bit of Undertale. Oh yeah. That moment in particular is very Undertale-ish. Mm-hmm. 
it's refreshing too because like one of the small bits that i like about chrono trigger which we've talked about to death is it's one of the first games where you walked into a map and you could see the things that you were going to fight yeah and in the race against time we do this constantly it's like okay i don't want to do these fights so i'm just going to gently walk around this path and i won't have to fight anybody and often it works and well yeah sometimes and sometimes like the other members of your party definitely make contact but it doesn't matter because it's just the first player nope it's just your hitbox <laughs> magic um and yet yeah then you do the the i think it's on the denodoro mountains and you're like oh no it's an enemy and you just walked up to it and it's like mountains are nice yeah refreshing one of my favorite little bits about the game and this is definitely something that we've talked about every single item in the game has official artwork that blew me away i think we discovered that a couple race against times ago i feel like i don't know looking up looking up what items do or something like that every single item has artwork so you get an idea of what it actually looks like and some of them are wild like i think the barrier i'm like how big is this thing is it like a saiyan like space pod or is it like a little seed because it looks like a little little leather ball with a gem in it I don't, it's 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 just wild but it's like it's like that for everything like if you're playing a final fantasy game you're like okay and an ether is probably a potion and a potion's obviously a potion and a hyper potion is a potion or whatever but each of the items in chrono trigger has unique artwork for every single one yeah and it's also it's also a thing of like you think about it in you're like, I guess there aren't that many items, relatively speaking. Like, if they're able to make art of all of them. And and doing that also made me think of, like, I think it's like the mermaid hat. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I've never, I've never gotten that before. Yeah, the mermaid cap, I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. It looks like a Zora helmet, kind of. Oh, neat. Which makes sense. But like everything, the the seed, um, the race log, obviously all the weapons and armor and helms, which look very different than I would imagine. Like, I think it's the, is it the rainbow helm? That's like a samurai Kabuto thing. Is that what I'm thinking about? I think, yeah, I think so. It's just like everything. Oh, wait, that's the rainbow shell. It doesn't matter. I don't need to look it up on the air. But listener, if you would like to, any item in Corner Trigger, Google it. You'll find official artwork of it. It's super neat. Another thing that comes to mind that I think is a neat detail, and as I I wrote it down and started reading up on it, I'm like, wait, how do you even figure this out? The rocks. The rocks. Like the the gold rock, the silver rock, the black rock, the blue rock, the, the rocks. Like, I don't know, like one, some of them are really hard to figure out how you get them. I only know how to get some of them because I remember reading about it in Nintendo Power. Mm. And and I'm like, I don't know if there's even an explanation in game as to what they do. The thing that I find absolutely wild is like, take the blue rock, for example, what you find in the giant's claw. And it's like, how sitting here for millions of years was there a rock that specifically bestows a triple attack <laughs> on Magus, Luca, and Robo? Maybe it's not those three people. It's supposed to be shadow, shadow. Nope, doesn't make sense. <laughs> the worst one is the gold rock because i remember like i distinctly I feel like i saw i seldom get that one no it's not worth it i remember reading about it in nintendo power it's like just do this and at the time it meant nothing because i hadn't played chrono trigger but it's like you need to have frog at the front of your party and the mass immune needs to be repaired and you go up to denodoro mountain right there i would never have found it. i've never found it no no and then you have to go to the specific spot where they're throwing rocks which i only barely remember and if you do that frog they'll like be a little animation because frog catches it and it's the gold rock and you're like great now what do i do with this rock just what 
that uh, like Grand Dream or something? Is that what it's called? Uh, I think I think it is the Grand Dream. Yeah, is that the one where the frog drops down? No, that's a, that's Frog Squash. I don't remember. I've used it so seldom. I don't even know what it looks like. Z would know. Oh, Z would definitely know. Probably. He's a he's a, he's a frog. He's a frog fan. But yeah, those are cool. It, it's 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 kind of the only thing that that makes up the side of you can't just get triple text without chrono otherwise they didn't want to fill it out for the rest of the entire roster yeah i think we did the math in a previous episode and if if you actually had triple text for all the combinations it would be i feel like it would be a lot no 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 wait we did the math it's actually pretty close with the with, with the rocks except apparently Mag- magnus yeah. doesn't have very many no no he, he he doesn't even dual tech with anybody oh yeah so because he's a lonely loner if it was another game he could he would be able to sub into dual techs that use the spells he has because he has fire two ice two. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, no, he's just a loner. Except for the black rock and the blue rock. Those sound right. Dark eternal and something flare. Omega flare. Omega flare. Right. But it's just like there's there's just so many little like there's lots of big moments that are great and there's lots of little ones that are great. Something that I wish would have carried over more in terms of little bits. Chrono sword. I think Chrono Trigger is the first game that I played where like you equipped a different sword and you actually saw a different sword, kind of, sort of, on the character. Like the, the sword color changes. Yeah. Did none of the other characters do that? I think to some extent, but like, you know, Robo has his fists, so not really. Um, yeah. So I think it's like mostly the impact animation changes with like the guns and the, the crossbow and Robo's fists. Yeah, like I distinctly remember the Sonic bow has like a little zappy shot to it, whereas not all of them do that. Yeah, yeah, that is actually pretty neat. Kind of wish it followed through, though. <laughs> I'd like to see all the armors. I see him wearing that prism helm. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. I am surprised that none of the various fan games decided to do that. Too much work, maybe. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the work in those games is focused on like expanding the, the lore of the game. Yeah. Another thing... It seems like a fairly minor part of the game, probably because for the most part, I never do the uh, the ruined castle uh, side quest or I don't do it often is like Toma. Like, it feels like when you meet him, you've known him forever. Like, oh, I'm seeing my old friend Toma again, but I've actually never met this guy because he's already got like his own cool, interesting sprite and talking about how he's going to go adventuring and official artwork, which is also very different yes. than what his sprite looks like. <laughs> I mean, it's, again, hard to convey, but he's got like a mustache. He, he's like, he looks much older than I expected him in his official artwork. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like I think I was a pretty young, young guy in the game. Yeah. I've been reading a book called Corridors of Time, which is for the most part, just one person's experiences playing through Chrono Trigger. And in fact, when I'm reading it, it mostly feels like, oh yeah, that happened in the game. Or more importantly, it's written from a perspective of somebody who's actually talking to the NPCs when they go through the game. So more importantly, that reminds me that like a lot of the things that seem out of place when we play through it for the race against time, there's a reason for things happening and there's actually exposition provided via the game. But the reason that I bring that up is because it talks about you do encounter Toma at a lot of different points in the game and you kind of get to hear about his exploits. So he is more of a recurring character than in our experiences where he just shows up for for Giant's Claw and then disappears. (laughs) Yep. He's like... Man, all the times we had. Like, yep. You mean that time I met you in the bar? Yeah. And that time I poured the, yeah. the pop on your grave? Yes. That, those were the two times yeah. that we met. Then Krona's like, 
we have to remember to go have times with them later <laughs> or else it, or else it won't happen <laughs> but it did happen <laughs> um oh, the the grave gets no the grave gets fixed in the present not in the past i was like oh that's a neat little bit it's like yeah. no repairing a thing just takes time that's just normal that's how repairs work that's yes yep like there's obviously stuff that was cut out of the game but I think it's also interesting how much, especially when we put everything under the microscope, there's like little bits that make sense in the moment, but don't make any sense later on, like little unsolved <laughs> mysteries of the game, which we've highlighted pretty much any time we dig into anything. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Like it's just and like, and it, it's mostly just lack of information. Yeah. Like stuff just zooms by in the game and they can't flesh out everything. I guess we've had the time since. But when they were making it, no, they couldn't flesh out everything. Like, I feel like in one of the really early episodes, I think it was maybe the first episode when we were talking about the Millennial Fair, we're like, Norstein Beckler, what's their deal? And it's like, like you said, there's no way they're going to explain that. It's just a, a head, a face, not even a head and a floating pair of hands. And you're like, yep, we're not getting any closure on that. There's no, there's no possible way. I want to see what's in the, what's in the back room. Even that. It's just a painted backdrop. It's like a wily e. coyote backdrop. <laughs> and then when you go, man, in 1000, no, no, no. I was going to say in 1000 AD, does everything technically take place on the same day? But I don't think so. The fair has an ambiguous length of time. <laughs> is it running for a day, a week, a month? Who knows? So you go the next day and Beckler's tent is just gone. Oh man, that would be so cool. Ghost stories of the Chrono Trigger universe. Oh, wait, there's literally ghosts. There are, there are literally ghosts. Mm. Beckler, some sort of connection to magic can make a clone that fools time. Time is, is that what's going on? Time is pretty stupid. <laughs> and that's that's the other thing, right? Like, how realistic are these dolls? Is it like a, a, a literally like a hay bag, <laughs> like just straw sticking everywhere? It's like, yep, that's Chrono. I, I picture them as like a as as like a, just a life size stuffy or something. But yeah, how 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 real are they? Yeah, it's also kind of neat that like you can get clones of the other characters. We never do that, but like you can do that and they'll play the theme of the character. That's fun. Oh, hey, we need a clone of Chrono. You mean that guy who may or may not have come in here once for like a minute? <laughs> yeah, I already have one. Do you have, do you have clones? That's what's in the back. Clones of everyone. <laughs> Just like, it's like, hey, we. I lost a cat. It's like, oh yeah, did it look like this? It's like, that's weird. Hmm. Because uh, making a clone of the character that's right in front of Beckler is one thing, but like, remember Chrono? <laughs> you would have no reason to. <laughs> you, do, you do not have to go into Beckler's lab. It would be brilliant game design if the game invented a reason why you needed to be there, even for just five minutes, like just like a quick in and out. Because then, yeah, you'd have a plausible reason a semi-plausible reason as to why that was a thing but you don't so it's yeah it's hella weird this would be like oh chrono's clearly important to the time stream or some some such nonsense like that does beckler know specchio that was the other thing i had on my list like yeah. i like what is specchio's deal where did he come from <laughs> we saw gaspar end up at the end of time which is already weird because there was nothing there and then when we get there there are things but then it's like, oh, hey, I'm the master of war. Also, I can teach you magic. Also, what am I? Who knows? I'm the master of war. I live in this room. Any questions? Uh, several, actually. Okay. Were you the master of war before? Are you now? 
Are you a god? You, are you currently the master of war? Are you a god? Yeah. Kind of controls from afar? Or what's the, what's, what's the deal with that? And the game just sets up like, again, this is both a wonderful thing and also an unfortunate thing. The wonderful thing about transformative media like this podcast is you can just make stuff up. You did like somebody created a thing. You can remix it, transform it any way you like. And so we like when we're doing the audio drama, we can like, this is what happened because we said that's what happens. Sure. Or you're like, this is an alternate universe or whatever. But, you know, sometimes it's also nice to to have answers or to have ponderings of answers. Doesn't always work out that way, as as we have seen with this game. The 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 quant the quantifiable and certified uh reinterest in remake of or re-exploring of chrono trigger the tide the window for that has long passed i'm pretty sure <laughs> if it's going to happen i feel like it would have happened already yeah i mean an alternate so, an alternate title for this episode is like chrono trigger coming to switch when that's that's the best we can hope yeah. for at this point <laughs> you know it's and so it's us and everybody else playing in the chrono trigger sandbox uh 20 26 years later I feel like some of the things that made it great, just like they were elements that ended up in other games. Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross are very good games and Radical Dreamers. But like, you know, if you if you miss that, you, you can get some of the Akira Toriyama style from your, your Dragon Quest games. And sure, JRPGs have, have probably gone leaps and bounds in terms of how they play. Final Fantasy VII Remake looks really cool. Uh, I can't Square play. has made lots of games oh, it, since. Yes. <laughs> well, both both in the Final Fantasy style universe and in terms of other games. I'm pretty sure like Nier and Automata and many of those games are also uh, Square. That That's right. I mean, not, not like Final Fantasy directors, but like uh, produced by Square Enix, I think. Yeah. Uh, we're just talking about different like favorite small bits and like a bunch of unsolved mysteries in the world of Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Still the Laruba tribe. Ah, that would have been cool to see what they were about. We talked about this. At oh, that, I'm pretty sure in a previous episode. That, that's a lot of these mysteries, right? Like when we stick everything under the microscope, we're like, ah, oh, what was the deal with this? What is the nature of magic? Is Lavos... Actually, we haven't talked about Lavos, so that's, that's technically something we might get to. Like, what is Lavos? Is it a parasite? Is it some sort of alien being? It, is it malicious? Or is it just like surviving like an animal? Uh, where did it come from? And how did it make us learn magic? Yeah. Oof. It's kind of it's got a Galactus kind of vibe. Yeah, except in like the worst possible way. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely bad. That is one thing that is for certain. It's bad and it's not good. I mean, another another unsolved mystery, sadly. This is a slightly meta. What would a Chrono Trigger sequel have looked like? <sighs> Do you go to all of the time periods and they're all plus five years from the original game? Or is it like Back to the Future 2 where you have to go back into the original game and stop yourself? Oh my God. I think that's that's a really cool concept that I think works as a movie, which has a more linear structure, but I think is just like absolute dog shit for a game. It, it would be absolute chaos for a game. Oh it wouldn't God. work at all. But uh, the idea is pretty funny. Like Chrono Trigger did have a, a sequel. It was just a very different game. Uh, yeah, I guess it had Radical Dreamers, but it's... But in, in the sense of like, let's check in on all our favorite oh. and see how they're doing kind of kind of a game. Yeah, instead of like, let's pick uh, a new set of characters. Yeah, they went with very tenuously connected games. Maybe if they had like all the same crew immediately go into a sequel, it would have been different. But 
that's not what they did. Yeah. I mean, even from a different perspective, it'd just be interesting to see. And this was something I was thinking about before we started uh, recording. Like, what would a Chrono Trigger style game look like today? And I'm sure anyone who's listening to this is like, uh, yeah, like this game and this game and this game. And I'm like, all right, I get it. Mm-hmm. Sea of Stars or whatever. It's not out yet as of this recording. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, in, like you were saying, in the meta sense, it'd be an interesting what if of like, uh, just what if there was more? We have, we've seen what happens when you have a Final Fantasy series of games. What would a Chrono Trigger series of games look like, hypothetically? Uh, I have, a, I have a, an interesting question for you. Ooh. When someone says a game is a spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger or is like influenced by Chrono Trigger or something like that, what do you think people mean when they say that? Because it's clearly not every aspect of the game. Yeah. I mean, with a couple of, a couple of ideas come to mind. One is like it has time travel, which is like maybe not the best one. But I think usually it probably yeah. refers to like the graphical style where you have like medium fidelity sprites in like a fairly sprite rich mm-hmm. world. So like when I think about that, I think of like Octopath Traveler and yeah oh, what's the other? There was another one that came out earlier than that. I am Setsuna. I am Setsuna. Yeah. Or just like. Yeah. Moments where there's like a, a slight blend between cinematic style storytelling, but mixed in with gameplay, but without like having a ton of cutscenes or dialogue and maybe with like quick, quickish pacing. I think that's what I think about. And in that sense, there's like tons of spiritual successors to Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's the it's it's the um, it's the Velvet Underground of RPGs like the Velvet Underground was not that popular is the whole is, kind of part of the analogy and current trigger was fairly popular but it seems like current trigger influenced a lot of the next generation of games and the generation after that and so on it's mainly about trying to capture the feeling of playing a game like chrono trigger um in its time when you mention that it's like it's weird to think about because i think without going on to a big review of Chrono Trigger, one of the things that makes it great is it like hit all the high marks for like kind of the best sort of thing you could expect from a game of the time. Like the story, not super complicated, but easy to follow, has lots of great beats, um, has lots of moments that feel good. The music emphasizes the moments and like the graphics and music were all really good for their time. I can't really, even if there was a spiritual successor today, I couldn't make the claim of that for the game because like graphical fidelity has gotten redonkulous. There's never going to be a game that like hits all of those marks anymore. There's too many, you have too many options. You can do anything now. I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel like there was this tunnel back then of like, we're trying to get the graphics to be as good as possible. And now it's like, what kind of look do you want the game to have? And that, I mean, that was uh, somewhat of a concern back then, but I feel like it was weird. It was the road to high fidelity as you were saying but uh, now that's not as much of a concern yeah so i think when when games like hit those beats now it's mostly like it captures the one thing that that like really stood out from chrono trigger which is like it had and you you alluded to this it had this this feeling and it was these like really memorable moments that when you put them all together you're like all right this is kind of a salad of cool things that somehow works yeah little moments you know wake up chrono it's very very iconic with the fireworks and the, the the curtains and everything or like azala on the bridge or like uh this the, the scream of lavos yeah it's a game that has these little moments that are i mean definitely embedded in my brain but also that really stuck out that few games have accomplished without spoiling anything undertale is a great example because there's a few moments in that that are incredibly memorable oh yeah 
and I think captured that same feeling. Earthbound near its climax has at least one moment that's like that too. Yes. Um, although Earthbound being of the same generation, it's, it obviously wasn't inspired by Chrono Trigger. Yeah. But I think that's that's what people are like. Pixely graphics and has these like really kind of touching, memorable moments. Okay. I'll play the pre-recorded segments and try to cue you when it's time for your lines. Everybody got that? Isn't that a bit, uh, complicated? Yeah, a little bit. But it's the only thing I could do to make this recording work. Sorry. Anyway, are both of you ready? Ready. Ready! My sweet little magic user. <laughs> With this slave crown, I'll practically own you. No! No! Get away from me! <laughs> oh, no! We stand on the brink of a major breakthrough. In the days to come, we'll witness a total revival of magic. It is our destiny, and ours alone, to take this mystic course and claim what is rightfully ours. With our newfound power, nothing can stand in our way. Hurrah! No, please. Where am I? Oh, and I only just removed your crown. Head hurts. Easy. This is a slave crown. The others had complete control over you while you were wearing it. remember a thing. Don't worry. It'll all come back to you. In time, that is. A mysterious young woman, controlled by the Empire and born with the gift of magic. Her name. My name is Tara. Impressive. I've never heard of anyone recovering this fast. Open up. Give us back the girl and the Empire's Magitek armor. Empire? Magitek armor? I said open this door. I want that girl. She's an officer of the Empire. Look, I have to get you out of here. I don't have time to explain. Over here. Make your way out through the mines. I'll keep these brutes occupied. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's up there. Get her. Hmm. It looks like we're almost at G's Q. Hold up just a second. Maybe that's him at the door. Took you long enough. 
Nah, I'm just kidding. We were just about to get to your queue, though. We need to get out of here. Uh, I, I need to get out of here. Right now. Is this some sort of bit? Am I being pranked here? No, and there's no time to explain. Okay, alright. I did it. I finally quit this hole. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Get out of there, you son of a bitch. How dare you? Gee, what did you do? I promise I'll explain later. Just get me out of here first. Ooh. All right, all right. Um, well, great recording, everyone. Uh, thanks, Ari. Thanks, Z. What just happened? Are things always this chaotic? Uh, yeah. Okay, what's going on? What happened? Like I said, I quit. Come on, man. The boss is really riled up. It's gotta be more than just that. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> All right, then. Well, I was talking with Z at the coffee shop today, and he mentioned that the boss has been really, uh, irritable lately. Really cracking the whip as, as far as security goes. Yes, and... And I was thinking that when you started getting me those parts, and, and when those parts from the office started going missing, those two times sort of lined up. You're trying to say you think I stole them? No! Man, I trust you. I don't think you stole them. But did you? Answer me! Oh, shit. It was you! You're the one who's been stealing parts from the office! You don't understand. What the hell? How... How could you even think of doing that? You met... This has been going on for months! You don't have any idea. Why didn't you say something? You want me to say I'm sorry? Is that it? Well, I'm sorry. I f***ed up. You got that f***ing right. Wait. Why the hell should I? Just give me a chance to explain. <sighs> All right. Go ahead. <sighs> Do you ever think about what happens to all the things that don't sell? All the parts I brought you? All that inventory can't just be thrown away or recycled. There's a lot of toxic shit in it, so it requires a specialized kind of disposal. And normally that would all work out because a percentage of everything we sell goes to pay for that disposal. But what if it doesn't get disposed of properly? What if instead it just goes to the lowest bidder? A bidder who just burns it all or lets all the chemicals leak into the earth or water or whatever. And someone like the boss just pockets the difference. me. Gee, why didn't you just say something? No one gives a shit about this. You think HR gives a fuck? They only care about protecting the company. I tried to. I really did. And when that didn't work, I took things into my own hands. I'm sorry. Then, somehow you made that fucking impossible portal. Everything started to turn around. <laughs> it was like, whoa. Life doesn't have to be miserable, right? 
I don't, I don't need to keep being stuck in this miserable existence. It felt like great things can really just happen. <sighs> All right, let's do this. Let's let's do what? This this portal thing that we're working on. You're right. Whatever it is, whatever it's going to be, it's special. I mean, earlier today when you said everything's been pretty kind of pretty meh lately. You're right. Of course I am. Z is also right about little things mattering. But we gotta do something. Us working together does really feel like great things can happen. So let's go for it. I'm all in. <laughs> we should probably get out of this rain. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting pretty soaked. Well, what now? You've quit, so no more parts for us. I'll have to make do with whatever we've already got assembled on the experiment and whatever parts we already have. Think I'm close to something big. Bigger than portals? Yeah! I think you'll be pretty surprised. But let's be honest from now on, okay? No more secrets. That's fair. And that means no more secrets from Z either. Of course. I mean... You and Z are my best friends. Good. I'm going to get back to work. Do me a favor. Try to stay out of trouble. I'm practically a fugitive on the run. I'll try to lay low. <laughs> you do that, G. All right. See you soon. Yeah. See you soon, T. The Zeal Archives is a Nixcast production. If you have questions, comments, or criticisms, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter, both at the NextCast. Special thanks go out to our voice actors this episode, Ari in the role of Terra and her fictional self, Artemidge in the role of Emperor Gestal, Dan Murray in the role of Kefka, Nick G in the role of his fictional self and discussion host, Nick H in the role of The Boss, Nick T in the role of his fictional self, soldier, narrator, and discussion host, and Nick Z in the role of his fictional self and old man. Thank you so much for listening to season three of the Zeal Archives. It has been an absolute blast to produce, and we hope you enjoyed the various twists, turns, tropes, and tributes along the way. From everyone here at the NextCast and all of our contributors, happy holidays, and the Zeal Archives will return in 2022.